2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com
3: The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast.
0: Yes, they do. But let's not worry about them, okay? Our number two of the Lollapalooza continues. And just a quick comment before we get to David DeCosmo on this um, Ford partnership with uh, China's contemporary Amperex technology to build a battery plant in Michigan, by the way. Unless you partner with a Chinese company, you can't source the materials. You can't. So... (laughs) (laughs) this battery-powered car thing is a highway to hell for the American economy. And the Chinese will be able to control our economy because they will be able to control our transportation more and more as it becomes a higher percentage of the vehicles we use. It's a a scary thing, and they're plunging headlong into it, and you say to yourself, could anybody be this stupid? But they are. Mary Regina sent in uh, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa, for February 14th. God doesn't require us to succeed. He only requires that you try. Beautiful, as always. God doesn't require us to succeed. He only requires that you try. Well, this is the Club for Common Sense. And we do provide a sanctuary of sanity on Appointment Radio, 9 to noon, every day here on WILK. Of course, the Bob Cadaro Show on TV is a different kind and another sanctuary of sanity at 11.30 a.m. every Sunday on WNEP-TV 16. And of course... Available on YouTube thereafter. Honoring Gene Opsasnik, North Abington Township, U.S. Army, Korea. Melvin Spat of North Wales, formerly of Scranton, U.S. Army during the Vietnam conflict. And then he was a member of the Army National Guard. Albert Harris of Wyoming, U.S. Army, Korea. And Edward Dudick of Wilkesbury, born Sugar Notch. U.S. Army during the Vietnam conflict. We lost four of the, all four of them. And we lament their loss and thank them posthumously and their families. So it's Valentine's Day. And we think of a lot of things during Valentine's Day. Hopefully the good things. How we're going to, you know, how I'll surprise cutie later or Whatever. And um, hopefully, you guys don't get yourself in trouble. Remember, the girl can't get in trouble. Number one, she's never going to forget Valentine's Day. But number two, she's not supposed to give us anything. By the way, nor should she. And if it's same-sex couples, you know, I don't know how that happens, how that works. Maybe somebody can let me know because I want to know this day can be every bit as loving and sentimental, but in a traditional guy-girl relationship, the guy gets in trouble. (laughs) If If he forgets or fumbles. But Valentine's Day has had its share of historical tragedies. We think, of course, of the St. Valentine's Massacre of Chicago, orchestrated by Al Capone. But our friend David DiCosmo, he tells me about a Valentine's Day massacre
3: in Luzerne County. David, welcome. Well, thank you, Bob. Good morning to you. Yeah, uh, you know, a a lot of people know the term St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but that stems from a gangland uh, massacre in Chicago back in 1929. But we have our own, and it was uh, not all that long ago, at least in my memory. It was probably one of the most horrific murder stories that I ever covered. It was about 2 a.m. on Valentine's Day of 1976, and a young man uh, named Eugene Boyorsky. Eugene was a deputy sheriff in Luzerne County, uh, but that was more or less of a, of a part-time endeavor for him. His uh, his family owned a dry-cleaning business. And uh, on that early morning uh, hour, uh, Boyorsky was with his wife, Lorraine, according to a uh, item in the times leader uh, they were looking forward to the day because they had gone through a marriage encounter uh, session and were looking forward to uh, reaffirming their their vows and their and their love well shortly after 2 a.m. somebody threw a flaming gasoline-filled milk bottle into their living room and mm. it had, yep it exploded immediately and it sparked a blaze that spread very, very rapidly. The intense heat broke out every window in the home, which by the way was about, oh, uh, roughly 20 blocks from my home on James Street in Hazelden. And uh, firefighters said there was just, just no way that anybody could escape. So, uh, Boyorski and his wife and three kids, oh, including a one month old infant, died in that blaze. Uh, it would spark a, a, a tremendously uh, quick investigation, but as you will see, fell just somewhat short. Uh, about two months after that firebombing, police arrested uh, James Mastroda. He was 35 years old. He in all kinds of uh, problems over the years. He was arrested on a minor violation, but he confessed to being involved. In fact, being the man who threw the firebomb into the Boyorski home, but he he fingered a 52-year-old guy named James Sanduch of Butler Township as the man who who set up the firebombing. He also named two other guys, uh, a Ralph Smith and a, and a Henry uh, Mangum, who were uh, sort of involved in a secondary way. Uh, but Mastroda later recanted his confession. Uh, his confession, but he was convicted on five counts of second-degree murder and one count each of arson and conspiracy. Sanduch was uh, the guy who, again, Masroda said, came up with the, the proposal to do this firebombing. He was found guilty of murder, criminal conspiracy, and arson. Uh, this Smith guy who was secondarily involved was found guilty of six charges, including conspiracy to commit arson. Uh, the other fellow, Mangum was granted immunity because he wound up uh, testifying in all of those trials. Uh, but throughout the investigation, uh, Mastroda's initial testimony left one big cloud over the murders because this is something that in this sense has not been solved to this day. Bob sanduch was Sanduch was supposedly given two hundred dollars to bomb the, the Bajorski home. But nobody ever revealed who came up with that $200, who made the offer. Huh. That part of it is still still unknown. Sandwich died in prison, ironically, one Christmas Eve, and he went to the grave uh, uh, professing his innocence and uh, never revealing any name who might have been involved in that. Now. Let me say this, and, and we're dealing with uh, speculation here, but Sandwich was a driver for uh, a man in the Hazleton area who was uh, for many, many years considered to be part of the mafia. Uh, so whether there was a direct connection there between organized crime, uh, I think it, unlikely that, uh, that this would have been anything to deal with boylorsky's job as a deputy sheriff because as you know sheriffs in uh, in Pennsylvania are not investigators they're you know they primarily transport prisoners and and uh, serve papers and things like that uh, so it would be more likely that if it were business connected, it might be something to do with boyyarsky's dry cleaning business but you know this was you talk about a murder five people. A wife, three kids, one one-month-old? How can we fathom the, the the terror that they must have gone through as that fire raced through that house? And they never really got dead. to
0: the bottom of it. It would seem there had to be somebody, David, just in your excellent uh, retelling of the of the tale, it would seem there had to be somebody pulling the strings here yes. because it's an awfully extreme measure—
3: for people who had seemingly no reason to do it. Yes, and uh, now Mastroda claimed he didn't know there was anybody in the home. As a matter of fact, uh, supposedly they, uh, they circled back around the place a uh, uh, short time after the fire broke out and the firemen got there and actually were told to leave by the firemen because their car was was in the way. But yes, uh, I think the, you know, the late... Uh, At that time, Luzerne County Assistant District Attorney Bob Gillespie said that Mastroda and uh, Sanduch were two of the most horrific criminals that he ever had to deal with. Both had long records, both had uh, at least indirect ties to what was considered organized crime, the mafia. Uh, Just just a terrible story, and and I don't want to see it be forgotten just because the two guys who actually— tossed the firebomb were you know convicted and jailed uh, I wanted to be remembered in terms of the the horror of uh of this kind of crime when innocent people I mean not not that not that Bierski was uh you know a, a saint or anything but he was certainly well respected in the community and if someone had something against him that's one thing but when you talk about a family being destroyed in such a violent way uh this is something i mean the saint valentine's day massacre in chicago will forever be remembered uh, and that all involved criminals yeah this uh, is more they're, this they're, is
0: actually more horrific
3: i think so in in chicago it was you know, seven guys who were part of what they call the north side gang and uh, they were assassinated and, incidentally they were their assailants were never captured and convicted. They came in dressed like police yeah. officers to a garage and machine-gunned these seven guys. There's and, no uh, truth to the fact hot.
0: that they might have been Cubs fans that, that uh, started this. No, <laughs> I, don't,
3: I, don't, I don't believe so. Uh, of course, the, the rival gang was, uh, that uh, gunned those guys down in Chicago was run by Al Capone. Yep. And uh, we all know his reputation. But here we are. Can, can this kind of thing happen locally? By gosh, yes. Not only can it, it did and uh, who knows who came up two hundred dollars? I think judge uh late Judge potkesey sentenced Sanduch when he was convicted and said, "Do you realize what this amounts to in terms of dollars per head of those who died the 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 small amount of money used to justify snuffing out uh innocent people's lives uh it's terrible and it 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 should be remembered uh well, David, so DeCosimo, this, this, the This is
0: remarkable. I'm so happy you brought it to my attention. Not not for the story, but so that you're right, so people will in fact remember. Uh, wow, and and truly, the
3: puppeteer was never found. No, no, and and you know, maybe now it, it may be impossible. Maybe all of those who were involved, even even directly, uh, may be gone and and uh i suppose if anybody did come up with a, yes it was such and such there'd be no proof to back it up so yeah. in that case it'd be a, you know a fool's errand but i think uh, <laughs> i for one probably in being a former newsman would love to love to know and love to know if there's any more specific history linking whoever uh whoever orchestrated this the reason, the rationale behind why, what was the aggravation, what caused this? By the way, you talked about uh, the men getting in trouble today on Valentine's Day if they forget. Keep in mind the first man to get in trouble over this, Bob. St. Valentine married a uh, man, you see, back back in, the uh, in this was about 278 A.D., so I didn't cover it personally. but uh, <laughs> But uh, Roman, but there Roman was a, there
0: was some David de Cosmo <laughs> back then. There was some. There was yeah, you some, know, incarnation, some, some Roman,
3: incarnation. Some Roman. Some yeah. Roman reporter. <laughs> well, well, well. Roman Empire. Roman Emperor Claudius didn't want people to get married. He wanted men to get married. He wanted them to go into the to the army. But uh, Saint Valentine married them anyway. So we celebrate Saint Valentine's Day, and this is not the date of Saint Valentine's birth. Bob, this is the date he was beheaded after okay. he was caught. So there's a lot of tragedy involved in this day. When we look <laughs> and, at there,
0: it. and 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 there there was a pagan worship on this day or in this time frame as well.
3: Yes, that is correct, and that stems from a pagan uh, practice where they would they would make whips from uh, dog and uh, and and some other kind of animals uh, hides and they would whip women uh, because of the pagan belief it was make, it would make them more fertile. <laughs> this is quite a holiday. David, I, yeah. I
0: mean you've thrown <laughs> some water on this holiday. It's not all sugar <laughs> and spice.
3: No, not all hearts <laughs> and flowers, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, David De Cosmo, well, thank you for giving our, me the opportunity our historian, and I'm I'm
0: happy you brought that uh, sad tragic story to the fore. It is it is a murder and a murder mystery all in one, and even even though people served time and died in prison for the, the that heinous act, but it, that story will live. And uh, you you have you have my permission as long as I'm here, you come on and tell that story every year we're both around, okay. That uh, sounds good, and I hope that's for a long time to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep working on that treadmill; it'll happen. And, and I'm heading there next,
3: Bob. Heading and, there next.
0: And David, uh, we have a we have a date coming up soon, maybe March,
3: for the television show. Ah, okay. Uh, well, I'll have to. I wonder if I still have a suit. I guess so. <laughs> hey, you don't. You get business casuals fine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so you don't come out in your
0: workout clogs, the togs. That's all. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, Bob. All hey, right. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, David. David DeCosmo, our uh, The Bob Cadaro Show on the radio historian and future, future Power Brunch Player of the Week on The Bob Cadaro Show on TV. We'll take this break. It is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We'll be back. We are back. That was Jackie. Well, let's not call her anessa. Jacqueline Kennedy, first lady of the United States, she gave a tour of the White House, and I she was elitist all that. But the White House should be the showcase that she set the pattern for it to be, and uh, you know, I mean. Look at, with all due respect, Dwight D. Eisenhower was used to living in military barracks and, and uh, hotels that had been taken over, you know? So, Jacqueline Kennedy, with her unique flair and style, uh, and her French aesthetic, uh, took over. Honoring Edward Dudick, wilkes Albert Harris, Wyoming. Melvin Spat North Wales late of Scranton and Gene Obsasnik North Abington Township we lost these veterans and friends to the show Barney Smith and Joan Hadawanitz, sent me their obituaries their loving obituaries and uh, we love them for their service we we love their families for uh, braving their service and being part of that those family trees This is the Club for Common Sense, a sanctuary of sanity. Appointment radio, 9 to noon each day. Body Shop Guy wants to know, and I wish I got this in time, wasn't there a Valentine's Day massacre in DuPont? He says, don't don't know why I know this or I'm way off. (laughs) Well, we shall see. We'll get the Cosmo on it. Somebody says, Bob LTS, great article in the New York Post yesterday. About Fetterman not being capable of serving a term, but how the press ignored and covered for him. Remember, if you question his cognitive abilities, you are an ableist. The media is criminal. You are right. Somebody takes it, and occasionally, as you may know, we leave foreign intelligence assets in place to manipulate them and feed them false info. Well, when that's not the case here with the Chinese spy balloon, because in fact... What are you going to do? Could you cover up a a missile silo? Can you cover up the electrical power grid surrounding it? The critical infrastructure near it? No, you can't. So, look it. They bungled it. And the lies about the subsequent flyovers are what lets us know they lied about it. Didn't do it for any good purpose they just didn't know what the hell to do Joe Biden's not a decider he's not decisive he's an he's a mentally incompetent old fool and he's surrounded by sycophants who want to keep their jobs and stay in good standing with the establishment and that's why they all suck somebody says why weren't you doing the unemployment numbers that way for the last administration it's always been that way, but you only pointed out when the Dems are in. First of all, I wasn't on the air when Trump was in. You got to pay attention if you're going to make a comment, okay? Please pay attention. So I wasn't on the air when Trump was in office. Number one. Number two. It's only it's mo it is appropriate to bring it up now because the labor participation rate is as bad as it ever has been. And that has been so since Biden got in office. That's just a fact. Do generous government policies have something to do with that? I don't know. But they coincide. So it is something to be brought up. We're going to bring it up. I'd bring it up if Trump was in office. But it's at an all-time high. Somebody, Tony Saraceno in Nantico says, Bob seems. my take on the slow-moving objects while I worked in the 21st Air Defense Squadron were warranted. I wish we had you in charge. John from Moscow says, David DeCosmo is a treasure. And <laughs> cabinet guy is saying LTS and something about a whip. <laughs> I'm just not going to get into it. Johnny, here's what we're going to do. Well, let me do the weather now, and then we'll do the weather. We'll do the uh, commercial break, uh, starting with uh, Highbridge House after we talk to at least one of these guys, Steve from Plains and Ronald from Jessup, because we let it. I let it run too far. Uh, here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Ali Gallo. Johnny's mad because he doesn't get to do the sounder. Well, he does it anyway. Ooh, you, <laughs> you'll get yours, Johnny. Today, sunny, breezy, early, increasing clouds late, high of 50. Tonight, cloudy with a chance of sprinkles, low of 35. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, it'll be breezy, high of 60. Ooh, that's a nice day. Thursday, showers, then a steadier rain later in the afternoon, breezy, high of 60. Friday, early rain, but the temperatures are going to start dropping. It'll be 55 overnight, but then temperatures will fall during the day into the 30s. And that's that. That's that for the weather all right steve from Plains. he wants to talk about inflation how are you steve i'm great bob lts brother lts back at you
2: you know we're talking about joe biden and and how you were just saying he's a liar he is and you know i i was a sales i was a sales manager for a snack food company and you know the other day when on his speech he's saying oh inflation is only nine percent and it's going down (laughs) let me tell you something Bob, my electric bill. Okay, now I the snack food company that I worked for years ago. I worked for them for thirty-seven years. They used to cringe. Should we raise it a dime? What, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. How, how's it going to? How's it going to affect? Hey, thirty cents. Boom. Six months later, twenty cents. Boom. You know. Yep. It's got it, it's gone up like sixty cents, seventy cents a bag inside of two years. You, uh, um our single serve, the single serve bag that we had was when I left, it was um, um, $1.99. Now it's going up to 249. Mm. Come on. Are you serious? Nine percent? My electric bills. I checked the other day my PPNL at the price per kilowatt hour in 2020 and in, in 2020 and a half of that, a half a year. It was seven cents, 7.3 cents a kilowatt hour. You know what it turned out to be—the first of this year, fourteen point six percent. That's a hundred percent increase. Wow, wow! You know how could they honestly say that? Oh, it's only nine percent this year, eight percent last year. Why don't you add up the last three years?
0: And pet peeve—the <laughs> way mispeople use misuse words. And obviously, yeah. Biden is not very eloquent, but he's got people writing these things no. for him. Inflation no. can't go down. No. <laughs> <That's>, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it would be called deflation. Yes. You, know, you know,
2: Bob, you know, our, our general sales manager for a company that I work for, you know, uh, we used to have quarterly meetings and you'd have to get up there and explain your past quarter, what happened, what's going on. He said, look, it, don't throw foo-foo dust into my face because I know what's going on. <laughs> so, you know, it's called foo-foo dust Joe. That's exactly what he is. That's my term for him, foo-foo
0: dust. I like it, Steve. Don't
2: throw it in my face, Joe.
0: I like it because it keeps you from cussing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Good background, too. I I, I enjoyed it. (laughs) Let's go to Ronald from Jessup on Social Security and the Republicans.
1: Hey, Ronald. Okay, Bob, can you hear me? Yes. I got the winning issue for the Republicans. I do my own taxes. I've been doing them since I'm 19. I'm 64 now. And I got documentation in front of me. My 1040s printed out here. Now, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Over my working career, I started full-time August of 76. I retired in April 19th of 2021. My average is I guess they take the highest 40 years or whatever. I average 31000 a year. Now, does that constitute being rich? No. That, okay. can, that,
0: that You know what that constitutes, though? Being a good American. Yep. You, work, you worked and you started, slugged it out. I love it.
1: I actually worked part-time at my father's dress factory starting at age 14 to 18, but I, I'm not counting that. Even though that counted toward my earnings, it wasn't much, but... Okay, I work part-time in the hospital. I gave up my full-time job at the hospital because I fear I could collect Social Security and work part-time. Last year, my earnings working that part-time job was 14149 Now, do you consider that what, being well-off and rich? Nope. Okay. Now, my Social Security that I collected for the year, okay, I got the doc right here, Social Security Benefits. Nineteen thousand seven hundred and sixteen, right? Now I withdrew from my 401k thirty seven thousand five hundred, but I know when I was in the workforce I took pre-tax, so I paid twenty. I had I had them with, hold twenty percent for federal tax, mm-hmm. which came up to seventy five hundred. Plus my part-time job, they were only taking five dollars a pay all. That was grossing. 544. So I said I upped it to 40. So my federal tax from that part time job is a 1017. Now, what has me gone here? If when you add up everything, and you earn as a senior citizen, my, my house is old, it's paid for, thank God. If you add up everything, and you earn more than Comes out to more than thirty four thousand. You pay eighty five percent of your Social Security benefits gets taxed. Yeah. Now that is insanity. Here's what I would do: as I the Republicans try to get word to Dan Muser. My congressman is Matt Cartwright. I will not call him. If I have to call any congressman, I'm going to call Dan Muser. But anyhow, here's what the here's how the Republicans, you know, all the Democrats are saying they're going to cut Social Security. I say no. We checked. Most seniors are getting screwed that are not rich. So we're gonna change that thirty four thousand to a hundred thousand. So if you earn less than a hundred thousand, you but, don't pay anything the way it used to be. Now that don't you I, I that can't believe be
0: good... I, I can't believe you're paying that much taxes on your social security benefits. My gosh. <laughs> Here it already tax was taxed. Your employer already play, paid half the tax. You paid the other half. Now they're taxing yes. you on the income from the money oh. that was set as, supposed to be set aside for you.
1: Wow. Hey, I am I believe in documentation. Line 6A, Social Security benefits. I mentioned it. 19,716. Then over to the right, 6B. Taxable amount, 16,759. Mm-hmm. So that gets added on to my... $14,149, my part time job which I grossed which I have no problem with you work part you work you still pay tax yeah. I have no problem with that and then my four oh one K I withdrew thirty seven thousand five hundred but I had him take out seventy five hundred in federal withholding. Now I still got some money back. I got six ninety five back but the bottom line is and then I said tease I went on Google and I googled it. It says, "Yeah, here's how the
0: Social Security works." Well, Ronald,
1: Ronald, you—I—I
0: I will tell Dan Muser this: the Republicans should propose eliminating income taxes on Social Security. I learned—I learned a lot today, and I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Uh, hey, you guys know I love to eat and drink. Okay, I talk about it all the time, and you know I tell you what I did this night, whatever. Well, you got to know about. Hybrid uh, House. It's one of the best-kept secrets of Northeast PA, and so many of you are discovering it as I tell you about it. And then you're going there. It's If you haven't been there to the Hybrid House, you got to go. It's just a 10-minute ride from Scranton. It's a cozy, secluded spot on Route 502 in Springbrook with amazing food, great drinks, and ambiance galore. The uh, Why not use two French words? The Hybrid House is fine dining, but at the same time, it's economical. It really is. They have daily specials, so check out highbridgehouse.com to see their updated menu and specials. Plus, they offer on-site and off-site catering, their beautiful facility or your house. Food's g- great either way. Last-minute party plans, Highbridge House can handle it. The staff is great, so take it from me. Get to the Highbridge House, try the shrimp Mexicali, which is my favorite appetizer, and there are, I have many favorites. Uh <laughs> I could go through the list. I had the lollipop, um, uh, the lollipop, not spare ribs, Johnny. What are they called? Lollipop, um, ah, lamb chops. They were unreal too. But have uh, try the shrimp Mexicali with a nice cold beer. Check out the beautiful fish tanks and enjoy a great meal at a great price. Take the family. Take your your best girl, your best guy. Take them up there. You're going to love it. Make sure you tell them I sent you. And guess what? If you were a little late with the card, or like our friend, <laughs> like our friend Mark who called earlier and gave uh, the wrong card to his wife, at least you have the fish tanks to look at if she's steaming. Okay? Make sure you tell them I sent you there. Highbridge House. We're back. 1973. February 14th, David Bowie collapsed on stage after finishing a 19-song concert at Madison Square Garden, New York City, and his last song was that song, Rock and Roll Suicide. Huh. So, <laughs> all right. I didn't see the newspaper yesterday. So I tell you that the Hazleton Standard Speaker, they're, they're owned by the same company. The uh, Scranton Times, the Citizen's Voice, the uh, Hazleton Standard Speaker. And I... And I for the sake of the people in Hazleton, I call it fondly yesterday's news, the Hazleton Sanders speaker. Well, indeed, apparently Johnny uh, Lucas, my producer and, and my constant scourge, uh, was in the Scranton paper yesterday for, for a picture doing something at the Griffin Pond animal shelter. And I guess he's getting involved in the um, the rabbit deal. And Johnny, I'm going to have to actually ask you about it. I see Johnny's, I couldn't miss his picture. Johnny, put your headphones on. I want to ask you about this. Okay. Because um, I, I don't want to give uh, Matt from Evoca just a short shrift, but you I can cut off at any time. <laughs> Uh, so you're in there. What are we doing up there at Griffin Pond? You got all those rabbits. Does this relate to those rabbits?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I clean there every Sunday. I clean usually cats, usually the cat room,
3: but uh, they needed somebody to clean the rabbit room, so it was me.
0: But they don't put the cats and rabbits together, <laughs> no, obviously. No. All right. So you're there cleaning the rabbit room. What's this thing about bunny speed dating? I I have I had no idea. I have no. Idea. I mean I would think <laughs> when you got a hundred and forty some rabbits the last thing you want to do is put them together.
1: <laughs> no, I think that was like families people who have rabbits if they wanted a, another one of course spayed or neutered. You know they would. Oh, they've
0: all been fixed. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. They would, oh. They would have to. Like if somebody a
0: family looking for a rabbit they would you know come and look and whichever one they like, you know, to if they're interested in adopting. Uh, now, now, Johnny, this is just what I hear. This okay. is just what I hear. Okay. Up at the shelter. okay. Uh And it's a great... Uh, the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter is awesome. But what I hear is that you're more of a showboat than a workhorse. <laughs> in terms of doing things. That's what I hear. Where, where do you... I, I hear it around Johnny. I got uh, ears everywhere,
3: uh,
0: and this is what I hear. And I say, well, sort of. That's he's sort of like uh, he's sort of like a diva here, and so uh, it makes sense. But somehow the picture's taken of you. Yes. But there's another guy up there. M- Michelle Franz is up there. She's doing. She's a kennel attendant as yeah, well. Yes. Yes. Well, how come? Uh, well, would uh, you get the publicity for? Because I was standing there when the photographer took my picture. <laughs> when he took the picture, oh, you weren't mu- be... you weren't mugging no. for the photo. No. Or anything? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Boy. All right. Well, I'm going to have to take this and and and, and put it yeah. up on my bull my bulletin board in the uh, in the office. Okay, I could sign it for you. I could. I would like that actually. Yes, I would. All right. So Johnny at the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, doing his thing. Uh, Tony T says, Bob, a friend got one of those rabbits, and two days later, there was a bunch of them. (laughs) Yeah, don't buy a pregnant rabbit. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Well, we're going to take a break. We've got to do the news with Paula Degnan. Then we're going to come back. we got you guys on the phone, Matt in particular, and we've got these veterans to talk about, these great veterans, and much more. Oh, a friend of mine. Uh, Joe tells me he stopped at the Highbridge House at my urging, and he said it was fabulous. I mean, he, just, he said it's just delicious. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I ain't making it up. And Johnny and I are going sometime very soon after the show. I, well, if there's one day when he will behave instead of being a, basically a, a radio diva, I'll reward him with that and and take him there. But uh, yeah, Johnny's in the Johnny's in yesterday's news the Hazleton paper uh, you know pretending that he's doing something. We'll take this break and be back after Paula DeGnan and the news. Go Wild K News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro show podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.